Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of my goddamn quest for happiness. It is me, Anne, your host of the show. Okie dokie. Um, this week's episode is not about a topic as such. It's more of a stream of consciousness, real talk kind of thing, because it's been pointed out to me <laughs> this last week that I've been quite self-deprecating and that that doesn't quite align with my idea of optimism and positivity. And um, this woman said to me, if you don't address that in your podcast, I will never believe a single thing you say again. So <laughs> in order to keep that listener, um, I have decided to open up about that. So that's what this week is all about. Hi, and welcome to my goddamn quest for happiness. I am Anne Klein, actor, comedian and life coach. Okay, sure. This podcast is all about happiness. What makes us happy? What makes some people happier than others? And why can't I get it? I've been reading a lot of books. I've been talking to many, many people, watching lots of YouTube videos, rabbit hole, and I have discovered a few things and I would love to share just that with you. I'm going to be totally honest, I've been having a bit of a hard time these past few months. And I mean, it's no surprise there is a global pandemic going on. So it's a tough time for everyone, I think. Um, times are crazy at the moment and it's really hard to deal with that. I've had to move country. I've had to, you know, leave my known environment behind and leave my friends behind and just completely overturn my life and start again from zero, so to speak. And it's been tricky. It's been very difficult. <laughs> and I've been having quite a hard time actually sticking to all the things that I'm talking about in this podcast. I've been using it as an opportunity to reacquaint myself with these ideas and to find like slowly dig my, myself out of the hole again in hopes that, you know, I can find that positivity and that optimism back. Um, and that's the entire point of this podcast. It's not because I am so happy and I want to tell everybody how happy I am and how to be too. It's because I'm having a hard time and I'm looking for all of these tools to get me out of that. And something I actually want to share with you that my therapist has said to me once and that's been really helpful is I've been telling her how I have all these things in place, all these routines, all these habits that help me be happier, be more positive, you know, be healthy and all that. And the irony is whenever I am in a good place, I have a really easy time doing the things that make me happy. But when I'm in a bad place, when I would actually need those things the most, that's when I really cannot make myself do them. I know what I should be doing to make myself feel better and I can't get myself to do it. And she said, what if you looked at it as a way that you look after yourself while you're well and it keeps you well longer and it makes the low time not quite as low. It helps you get out of it quicker. So then it's okay that when you're not feeling well, you can't do those things. You've done all the work before and trust that it will help you get out of there sooner. So I just want to share that bit of wisdom because I find it really helpful. I think if we are down, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up over it. And actually, if we've done what we can, well, we could, um, it's okay to 
not have the energy to to take total care of ourselves at some point because it is hard <laughs> and anyway that's uh, that's one thing is like yes we're all having a hard time and that is absolutely okay um and that's what this podcast is for it's not to pretend that everyone could be happy all the time it that's a lie that don't happen okay so just so you know okay i ain't happy either <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I am I am often happy. <laughs> I am happy a lot, but I also have really really hard times and that's why I created this podcast. The second thing is I've just started a new job and it takes me out of my comfort zone quite substantially. I find it really difficult. I find it really exposing and I find it scary as hell and um the odd thing is I could live with that place. But once I started getting positive feedback about my work, that's when I really freaked out. I just cannot handle it. And I was very surprised to notice that. But whenever someone says, oh, you're doing really well, that's when my self-deprecation comes in. And I just go, oh, yeah, but now it's all going to go downhill or whatever, because I am so worried that I come across as arrogant. I am worried they are wrong and they're going to dis be disappointed in me. I am worried that if I say, oh, yeah, it is going well, that then I'll screw up because then I'll be arrogant and I'll lose all my control over what I'm doing. So there's all these fears just flooding my brain the second someone says, you're doing a good job, um, that I feel the need to subdue, you know, just say, no, 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 don't, like, it's not that good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying my best. I'm just a little girl trying my best just to make sure that the evil stays away. Because the second I say something positive about myself, it's all gonna come crashing down. Um, and as I said at the beginning of the episode, someone has pointed this out to me, that this is actually interesting when you listen to my podcast, where I say all about having positive expectations and, you know, being happy is the way to be successful and thinking you're going to do a good job is what's making you do a good job. And yet, in my life, I cannot internalize that quite so well. And that is interesting. I wonder if anyone else feels the same way, if you guys have the same problem. And I just want to say, if you do, you're not alone. You know, just because I talk about all the tools doesn't mean I've got them all down. <laughs> That's why there's exercises. That's why there's a practice of trying to incorporate that every day. Like you, it's like brushing your teeth. You have to keep doing it. Your teeth aren't just going to stay clean. Just because you figured out one time how to make them be really, really shiny doesn't mean they're going to stay clean and white. So just having to Keep reminding yourself to do the exercises and to try it out even when it feels uncomfortable. And that's what I'm going to do. I am going to try my hardest to catch myself out when I'm being self-deprecating, when I am trying to lower expectations in order not to disappoint and just try and stay positive. I don't have to go all the way to, yes, I am wonderful. You should hire me for everything. Um, but at least maybe I can just receive it and not pull it all the way down to the basement because guy is in the basement and he's fucking annoying anyway if there's people listening to this that have not listened to any other episode <laughs> they're gonna be really weirded out by this guy situation but all i can say is go back and listen to the other episodes and you'll it'll all become clear Another thing I have come to realize is I don't actually want to get rid of the hardship. I'm looking back at my life and I think 
the the times that I am most proud of that make me the most curious about all the things I've done are the times that have been really hard. And I actually think someone who's always happy and for whom everything always goes well is a really boring, bland person. So actually, the things that make me interesting as a human being and that make you interesting as a human being and that make Guy really, really fucking fascinating as a human being are the things that weren't easy, that were hard and that we worked through and that we came out the other end of. And I just felt like it's important to say that because um, there can be this tendency to want to eradicate all negative experience. And actually, this is going to sound really contradictory and ironic, but being grateful for the difficult um, times and actually appreciating seeing the positive in the difficult times, I think that's key to not being completely bogged down by it. Because... Truly, I think I think the purpose of life is really having a multitude of experiences and the experiences are the happy moments, but they often come out of hardship. And that is not to say go and seek out hardship because I don't think that's the point. And I also think it is really important to keep trying to find the good in things and be positive. So I still really believe in everything I've said so far, but that is not to say that it's meant to be everything there is. So to say there are bad times and I appreciate that they are there because they make life interesting. They make life multifaceted and, you know, that makes interesting people and that makes me grow and that makes me learn. But actually seeing it in that way is also positive. So <laughs> so yeah, that's something I felt needed to be said. Quick interlude. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I was just hoping it might conceal the fact that the sound quality has changed dramatically and I've also gotten a cold all in a matter of seconds. That's the magic of showbiz for you. This last part I was talking about having to embrace negative uh, experiences as well. It reminded me of an article I'd come across very recently from The Guardian, which kind of also mentions this, and it's from a columnist called Oliver Berkman. He's leaving The Guardian and, well, he's stopping his column, but he has uh, made a list of the eight things he's learned about life, about living a fulfilled life, so to speak. Obviously, this is personal opinion and it's not science, but I just found it quite interesting what he had to say. So one of the headlines of his list was the capacity to tolerate minor discomfort is a superpower. And I think it goes hand in hand with my last point of knowing you will um, you will experience discomfort and actually being able to tolerate that and to embrace it is going to help you in your life. We are actually very good as humans to avoid any discomfort, even if that means letting go of our ambitions. So <laughs> whenever we do something that is slightly out there, that is making us grow, you know, that is a bit helping us expand as a human. We leave our comfort zone. And by definition, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Have you ever thought of that? Comfort zone? Discomfort? Good. But this discomfort is actually really useful because it's a sign that we are growing and we're doing something new and we're expanding. So if we always try to avoid you know, doing that final bit of work or trying this new skill or leaving um, the security behind and just taking a risk for something, then we'll never truly 
expand. And that is to our detriment. So actually being able to say, you know what, I will sense that I feel discomfort and I will allow it to rise, arise and I will allow it to go. Um, I'm doing it anyway is really, really useful and the rewards will come really, really quickly in what we are able to achieve. This is exactly what he said in his article, basically. But there's a whole book, a self-help book, that's very old and that many people reference, and it's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I think that title really encompasses this idea of it's not about not feeling afraid, it's not about not feeling discomfort, it's about understanding it's there, allowing it to be present, but not letting it stop you from doing the thing you want to do. Obviously, discomfort can also come from a place of this is not good for me. So if you sense that kind of discomfort, don't push through it. Like you have the right to say, no, this is not good for me and then don't do it. But I think you are very capable of um, understanding the difference between the two. (laughs) So just actually ask yourself, how many times do you try to avoid the discomfort? And, you know, in fairness, by... By being self-deprecating, when someone gives me a compliment, compliment, I'm also trying to avoid discomfort. I'm, I'm trying to avoid the discomfort of sitting with a compliment or maybe having to think about myself differently or change the way I see my identity. And I am also avoiding discomfort by by putting that down. So I'll need to <laughs> work on that. But the fact that I'm in the new job and I'm feeling insecure, that's also a good sign that I am embracing the discomfort and I'm doing the job that I know is expanding for me, uh, even though I feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Now you know. So the bottom line here is of what I kind of already said before, it's not necessary to seek out negative experiences but the importance is not to avoid them you know if um if they're a good negative i suppose i don't even know what i'm saying no more so we can work on gradually increasing our comfort zone and or (laughs) increasing our comfort zone or increasing our tolerance for discomfort and the more we work on that you know the more rewards we'll have for it so let's get on that guys shall we the other thing berkman says in his article is that we will never get on top of things. We kind of think, oh, if only I can get everything sorted, you know, I just need to get on top of this and then it'll all be fine. But we will never get on top of everything. Life is designed in a way that we will always have more work to do. And the more work we do, the more work we generate. Um, this is a, this is capitalism. This is human nature. This is the ego. This is just the chaotic nature of the world. Like, we will never be on top of everything. And that could sound really depressing, but it can also be liberating if we say, okay, <laughs> there's no way I'll manage to do everything. So to actively choose what things not to do gives you a lot of power back. I think it's all about setting priorities. And as I said in in the last episode, um, finding your values, you know, I think picking your values and why you do something can really help you make that priorities list. And it's all, always useful, I think, to have priorities, because uh, it's not about not being able to do something. It's about choosing to do something else instead. What a pearl of wisdom. It's as if I'd made it up just now. Oh my god, it's like I'm just talking in cliches this episode, but I've got a cold, guys, okay? Cut me some slack. Sometimes it's fun to just talk in cliches. 
Another thing he said that I find really interesting is to choose enlargement over happiness. A lot of research has shown that we are notoriously terrible at predicting what's going to make us happy. And we also think having choice makes us happier. And actually, that's not true. Often, if we're stuck with something and we can't change it, we will try and make the best of it. And if we have a choice, we keep questioning if we made the right decision, if we should still change it, and so on and so on. There was a nice experiment with getting a picture. I don't remember it completely, but participants were asked to rate a picture uh, or four different pictures by how much they liked it. And then at the end, they were told they could take one picture with them that they wanted and they could change their mind. They'd have a week to change their mind and come back and exchange it for a different one. And another group was given one and they were told they had to keep it. And um, afterwards... So the majority of people that were allowed to change them, they, they asked to exchange them and they were asked to rate how happy they were with the picture they had. And the people that were given a picture that wasn't necessarily their favorite one and that didn't have the opportunity to exchange it, they were happier. They actually rated their picture as suddenly being nicer than they did before. And the people that got to pick their favorite and had the opportunity to exchange it, they suddenly didn't like it as much anymore, which is a really interesting finding about human nature. So when we think we have choice and we will make the choice, the decision that will make us happiest, we are often wrong. So picking something that we know will make us grow and will make us enlarge ourselves is more likely to give us happiness than choosing security or choosing the thing that is giving us short-term comfort that we think will make us happy. And the last thing uh, he said or I picked up on <laughs> that was weirdly mind-blowing to me <laughs> and it really shouldn't be was that the future is always uncertain. So when we say we live in particularly uncertain times right now, that is bullshit. We're just more aware of it right now. But the future is always uncertain. We can we, we are looking for proof or we are looking for a way to know right now that we are going to be OK later. And there is no way of knowing. There is no way of predicting. We can plan things, but a plan is just an intention. It is not a certainty that something is going to happen. And usually it doesn't work out the way that we thought it would. It will always turn out different, sometimes better, sometimes worse. But <laughs> just realizing that no matter what I do... I will never get the certainty that I will be okay. It's so odd that this has never occurred to me before. Like, I think we just really lie to ourselves and we think that if we get a secure job and we get, you know, we put all these things in place, we buy a house, we get a partner, we, we create this whole world around us that makes us believe we know where we're headed, then we feel safe, but it's an illusion. We can never know what the future holds. And this is something <laughs> Jim Carrey said. I've been referencing Jim Carrey quite a bit. But he said something, well, this was about following his passion and becoming an actor, but I think it's relevant for everything in this um, in this regard. He was saying his dad, I think his dad wanted to be an actor as well or something like that, but then he became an accountant instead because it was safe and he could make money for his family and so on. And he went bankrupt. He lost everything and he failed at doing the secure thing and that for Jim Carrey, apparently, was the thing where he said, if you can fail at the thing you don't want to do, why not try 
for the thing that you do want to do. And I think that is so relevant here as well. We can trick ourselves into thinking we're making the sound decision to follow the path of least resistance and the path that will give us security and safety. But there is no guarantee that even that path will provide us with that. So if you're going to be unhappy in the thing you didn't want to do in the first place, why not try to do the thing you wanted to do and risk being unhappy there, but at least you've given it a go. There is no guarantee for anything, which could be scary as a thought, but can also be incredibly liberating, I believe. That's That's what I think, at least. So, yeah, this this episode was a bit of a two-hander. It was a bit of a ramblingness and then followed by a bit more ramblingness. But uh, I thought it was important to do this just to just actually also talk about the negatives a bit and talk about how I stand um, in terms of all this happiness, positivity stuff and just actually making it clear I have not nailed it. I am still looking, I am (laughs) trying my hardest and I'm not very good at it, but um, many of these things have helped me so much and many of these things have helped me through certain phases and they come in a cyclical way. So sometimes they help and then they stop helping and then I rediscover them and they start helping again. And, And it's totally fine if you don't manage to keep it up all the time. But I think it's important to try and it's important to uh, ask the right questions. So I hope this wasn't too boring, too much insight into my brain. I hope there was some good stuff in it. Check out the article by Oliver Berkman, the column, the final one he did. And uh, I will link to it in the show notes. So I would love to actually hear your thoughts on this. I would love to know that I'm not alone (laughs) with these feelings. So if you want to message me, it's always appreciated. The few people that have reached out to me have been so greatly appreciated. Um, So keep doing that. Keep messaging me with your thoughts and let me know how you feel about all this. Send me requests with things that you would like me to talk about. You know, if there's something particular you're interested in, let me know. And once again, please share this podcast with your friends. It would be greatly appreciated. And follow me on Instagram at Goddamn Happiness Pod, on Facebook, My Goddamn Quest for Happiness. And check out aldo.lu for more information, all other podcasts, the news, and so on. Thanks again for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. (laughs) See you next time. Bye-bye.